Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Creative Control with Vish Khanna. Hello, hello, hello. On the program today, the great Brendan Canning is uh, on the show. He's just checked in from uh, somewhere in the Canadian prairies. He's out there on tour behind his new solo album, You Gots to Chill. And uh, it's, I, he and I know have known each other quite a long time. I used to see him in bands like By Divine Right and Blurtonia and... Uh, you might know him best for his work in Broken Social Scene. Uh, he's a good man, and it was nice to, to catch up with him. We had some trouble connecting. Uh, we were supposed to talk a couple days ago. It didn't work out. We tried to talk on the phone. So today, not to, you know, promote the uh, Apple company, we're using FaceTime. FaceTime. Brendan Canning and I on FaceTime uh, having a chat right now. And you'll hear a brand new song from his record as well. So there you go. He's out on tour. Go see him. Listen to this. What have you got to lose? Except for 27 minutes. The 12th annual State of the Mall benefit concert for the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research takes place at the E-Bar on Thursday, December 5th and Friday, December 6th. This year's all-ages event features Sarah Harmer, Dusted, Bry Webb, Marine Dreams, Grey Kingdom, and Esther Gray. Tickets for each evening are available now via TicketBreak.com and also in person at the Bookshelf, located at 41 Quebec Street in downtown Guelph, where tickets are discounted with a non-perishable donation for the Guelph Food Bank. The E-Bar is also located at 41 Quebec Street and is not accessible. Again, State of the Mall 12 takes place December 5th and 6th. more information, please check the Facebook event pages or visit vishkana.com. Brendan Canning is a founding member of Broken Social Scene and has been a prominent and prolific member of Canada's underground music community for over two decades. Since Broken Social Scene went on their most recent hiatus, Canning has kept busy, resurrecting his old pop project, Cookie Duster, scoring major Hollywood films like this year's The Canyons, 
Sometimes you can see him DJing at the Drake. And he recently began collaborating on a video game project with David Cronenberg. In October, Canning released You Gots to Chill, his second proper solo album on his own Draper Street Records label, and it's prompted him to tour across Canada and the U.S. in November and December. Here now to discuss many of these things is Brendan Canning. Uh, hi, Brendan. How are you? Hi, Vish. How's it going? Things are things are good here. Uh, so where where yeah. where in the world are you? I'm in uh, my friend Tyson's kitchen in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh, nice Winnipeg. How how is the yeah. How's the temperature in Winnipeg? It's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's ve- yeah, it's very nice here. Oh, okay. Right, right now in the kitchen with the sun shining, it's very warm. So I haven't yet been outside today. Well, it's a. Uh, it's kind of chilly here, which I guess is uh, is good because we're talking about a record of yours that has the word "chill" in it. How's that for a segue? That was a hell of a segue. <laughs> I felt it coming. Felt it coming. Uh, now you got to chill is a is an EPMD song. And uh, it is, and I also know it as a sample in a Beastie Boys song, "Time to Build." What, what do you know about those two things? Uh, well, the EPMD track I know very well. The sample in the Beastie Boys song is that? Oh, what is that? Like the Samuel Jackson line? Uh, or is that like do they actual do they actually sample EPMD? No, they sample EPMD. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's at the beginning of a song on uh, uh, "To the Five Bros." Uh, maybe it's is that at the beginning? I think it recurs. What on what album is that? Uh, the the album is "To the Five Bros." It's the second last. Oh yeah, one. second last. Well, second last proper record. <sighs> I never really checked in checked in with that record. It's a good one. I think it's one of yeah. the best ones. It's very <clears throat> underrated. Huh. And and when I heard when I heard the the album title, that's the, actually the first thing I thought of. Uh, I, I all just—I didn't mean to diss EPMD, but that's the first thing that resonated with me. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. that's just my reference point. All right. So yeah, uh, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say uh, that you got to chill, who who is the you? Who's got to chill? Oh, everyone, everyone, Vish, everyone who's ever got annoyed at the at the. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just here signing something. Are you are you signing autographs? Something for my guest. <laughs> no, just signing a little thank you card for our guest or our host here. I see. Uh, when I yeah, you got the chill. You know, like anyone who's ever suffered from road rage behind the wheel of a car, or been annoyed at the airport, or you know all the things that you know are sometimes out of our control. So. You know, you, just a pause for the cause. A pause for the cause. That's all it is. You feel like everyone's a little too high strung, a little too wired up, and they just need to relax a little bit. Like just as a general uh, sentiment. I can't say I can't speak for everyone, but some people you run into, it's uh, it's uh, you know, people are funny. People are funny all, all, all over the world. People are funny. There's some good ones, and there's some stress cases that are going to uh you know drive you a little bit mental so yeah okay so it's, it's meant to be it's meant to be funny too no it is it, it, it is funny but i'm uh, you know i can't help but look to you now for advice like you know me a little bit uh, do you feel like i got to chill uh well i find you know vish if you if you just chill a little bit you know sometimes the world will provide i'm not saying sit back and idly let things just happen, but uh, 
you know, there are certain things out of our control. That, <laughs> That's... Uh, I think there are, some, there are just ways when, you know, if it's out of your control, figure out a way to make it in your control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like I, I lately have felt like I do need to chill, but I, I can't, yeah. I can't quite chill, and that's how I, that's why I wanted to talk to you about it, because I, I sometimes I look at myself and I say to myself in the mirror, "Vish, you got to chill," and then, <laughs> then I hear your record, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's speaking to me. Maybe Brendan is sending me a message." Then I feel I like might, I, I might be. Now I feel like I'm crazy. Now I'm like, "Oh, did he make the <laughs> record for me?" Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And my, I didn't, I didn't not make it for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, how's that now I, this is exactly why it needs to chill confusing statements like that like i don't know what to make of what you just said it's weird now speaking of uh, places that needs to chill you're from toronto we are we're i am just as you and i are speaking we're just close to the other side of this whole rob ford debacle yeah i mean it's oh, i only say we're on the other side because it's been quiet for about 27 hours <laughs> on yeah. some level uh what do you what's your take on that as a resident of the city uh it's it's a good circus but uh i don't know if it's how you want a city to be led by the sort of roly-poly guy who's you know talking about snuffing people out or uh whatever right yeah there's that you know there's a lot of that going around, but there there are some people, and I, I ask you this because there are some people who feel like this whole circus, it is a circus, it has been kind of an interesting jolt for Toronto. There's some people that obviously see it as a negative thing, but some people are like, it actually makes the city kind of interesting all of a sudden. Some people are not shy about the controversy. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you know, I just played a gig in Minneapolis, and people know about the Toronto mayor, so... It would never have happened ever before, right? And is that is that necessarily a terrible thing? Hey, no such thing as bad press, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. You live and breathe the city. You know, you're 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 firmly ensconced. People associate you with Toronto as well. You know, like people. Yeah. So that that's got to be weird. That's another thing that people are associating with Toronto. As long as the Walmart doesn't move near Kensington Market and. Uh, you know, then we'll be okay. <laughs> All right, that's, a, that's an interesting philosophical philosophical outlook on it. All right, this yeah. this record of yours, you know, it's speaking to you, and we're talking about how everyone needs to chill. The record is quite, it's it's been kind of framed as quite mellow, and when I listen to it, it's a little, it's a little mellow. Is this whole sure it is this chill vibe of yours? Is it a reaction to the all the noise you've made in your life in in bands? Is that uh, is that part uh, of the deal? I would think a little bit, you know. That's just that's just the way the record went. You know, we, anytime we tried to make it more rocking, it just didn't seem uh, it didn't seem like the right play. And uh, there's a mood and a feeling going on in the record, and that's you know that's where we went with. You just gotta you know follow follow the way that it's it's taking you. Now, when you say so that's, when you say we though, I mean you you primarily made this record on your I made it I made it with Steve Singh oh with Steve Singh okay yeah yeah and uh you know there are a couple tracks there I made with Ohad Benchitrit mm-hmm. um so you know anytime you're making music with someone you sort of you know you're in it together and whether you know they're my compositions or what have you you know you're still 
still working on a sound together. Right. And and you've actually, <coughs> for this record, employed different voices. It's that, it's not just your voice. There's different people on it, right? There is, yeah. And now, yeah. And who are some of those people? Uh, well, Daniela Gesundheit gets featured uh, as a guest vocalist, like a solo vocalist on Bully Days. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also sings on Lighthouse Returns. There's a Justin Rutledge. He gets a little time in there. Uh, Sarah Haywood, Ali Hughes, Allison Dunnings. They all get a little singing time. Kevin Neal gets some lap steel time. Edwin Huizinga gets some uh, violin time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know who else played. Now that you just you've just mentioned. I I think like seven eight nine people and, yeah and and you come you know people know you i think probably from know you best from a collective a, a, a broken social scene gigantic band is it possible for you and people in that band to do something where it's just a couple of people do you always need to ha- have like you know uh, 30 well, nine people, people is, nine people is not very many that's a, a lot of people that's a lot of people not 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 if you look like you know, look at a Joni Mitchell record from the seventies. Look at how many people are on her records. Right. I mean, look at how many people are on. You know, how many writers are on a Beyonce record? You know, there's there's no there's no singular efforts going on out there. No, everyone's working with a billion people. Okay, so you you call all yeah. these people in. I, yeah, I feel like the uh, you know what I'm doing is just kind of normal. No, it is it is totally normal. But I mean, when you're trying to do something that is a relatively I guess what you're saying is that even in a in the most solitary endeavor, you're not really that solitary as a person, as an artist. No, no, not at all. I mean, yeah. maybe at home when I'm just twiddling away on guitar with my dog at my lap, and yeah. Well, I mean, there there are some kind of intimate moments. Like, there's the recordings you made that are you left, I presume, on your own voicemail. Uh. Yeah, a couple of the things are our voicemail messages. Right, that's kind of an intimate thing. That you you took the time to what call yourself? <laughs> uh, well, no, you know, I'm noodling away on guitar, and then you know, it's like, oh, we better not forget that lick. So you record it. Simple as that. Yeah, but are, are you like away from the house when you're noodling? Uh oh, then you know, I got a cell phone. The voice voice memos. So you call okay? It. It's a voice memo thing. So you're calling. So wait, is it like a? Did you? Is, did no, you, just yeah, just recording on the, your voice memo. Oh, on like on your iPhone. Yeah. Okay, so then, and then you know b- before I had a cell phone, I would just yeah, I would most of the time be home when I was you know coming up with guitar licks. So it would just be like yeah, call yourself. Right, but okay, so then you've taken a fragment of a thing, like a fragment of an idea. You put on yeah. your, your voicemail, and then yeah. instead of fleshing it out necessarily, you just include the original inspirational moment on the record. What what is the rationale behind that? Uh, just a little insight into the process, I guess. I mean, it's still a piece of music. Hmm. It's still you know field recording, for lack of a better word. Right. Uh. So yeah, well, like, you know, I'm not gonna. Not going to uh, not not include something that I think is you know a part of a part of the pro. It's like a it's a thing. Yeah, but on some level, then I, and I totally I hear you here, and it's an interesting uh, kind of confluence of technological innovation. You have a phone that you can record onto, 
just for yeah. you know for ideas, which that's kind of cool. Like you're right. Like years ago, you wouldn't yeah. have the phone, and then you included on the record as kind of this scrappy lo-fi recording on some level, right? Yeah, and that's that's kind of that that to me is a little interesting. Like, do you, do you think you're saying something about? Uh, technology on some level in terms of like, oh, I could have taken this and made it a studio recording, but it's it's got its merit just on its own. Uh, well, I do think it has its merit on its own. It's just, you know, it's like, hey, here's a little piece of music. You know, it's it's there. It's recorded. It's an idea. And that's it. Right. So that Check in, check out. The immediacy of it, uh, it to me, it calls back to <clears throat> four-track recording or something like that. That kind of that... That impulse to just, you know, do any do everything yourself with uh, sure, and even more present. primitive. It's more primitive, yeah, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, it's it's super high tech. You're, <laughs> you're using your phone. You're using a phone to make uh, music. Yeah, it's true. So I, it's I don't, true. I don't have an argument or a theory here. I just wanted to pick your brain about it. No, I like it, Vish. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. And when yeah. you when you first started making music as a, as little Brendan Canning, like littler. Uh, yeah. What were, did you have kind of a similar aesthetic where you just you were into kind of found sound stuff? Like, do you remember those uh, your your first uh, your first time recording yourself? Uh, not really. I mean, I I never did that when I was younger. Hmm. Like, uh, I kind of I was a bit late to the game when it comes to like recording, and I never four tracked. That was never anything I ever did. So, uh. Yeah, I don't know how to how to answer you on that one. Well, I just wonder if you were if you can recall the first time you 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 were you heard something that you made back at you. I mean, that's that's a weird that's a weird thing. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I guess maybe, uh, you know, Ajax Day at the CNE, watching that on video. Ajax Day? I don't even know what that. What does that mean? What is that? Uh, oh, at the at the CNE, they I had a a group that played. Uh, it was like our town, our hometown had like a stage at the at the CNE. Uh huh. Yeah. I, and, oh, uh, so you got to and your band. How old were you when you played the CNE? Oh, like sixteen, seventeen, I think. And so you and someone filmed it. Someone videotaped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So there's. <laughs> so I think that was maybe the first thing I ever, ever saw, 
or heard. And what, what was your what, what was your reaction? Did you watch it a billion times? Did you cringe? What no, was it? I did not. No, uh, yeah, probably a little bit of both. I, I probably watch it later on in life. It's like, whoa, nice outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would have been what, like nineteen eighty something? Seven. Eighty seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what kinds of music were you into at 16? Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of metal, a little bit of hip-hop, uh, a little bit of uh, industrial or like sort of hardcore and, you know, Cure and Smith and bands like that. So, yeah, basically everything. You know, Slayer, Public Enemy. Uh and did, yeah, all, did, all, did all of that Nitzereb. right so did all of that kind of show up in, in your band at that time oh no we were just playing like Born to be Wild I think <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that though good. you gotta do that yeah yeah you do sometimes you gotta play some Steppenwolf just to earn your rock stripes right and you you do end up learning a little bit about music structure from exercises like that don't you sure uh, yeah I don't know maybe <laughs> I don't know how much learning. I don't know how much learning was going on. Oh, okay. Huh. I, I feel yeah. like uh, after years of making music, uh, like original music with people, then having to transition into learning other people's like cover songs, I actually was yeah. like, it taught me different ways to play that I would never think to play. You know, trying to emulate mm-hmm. someone oh. exactly is kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, I like playing. I like playing covers. Do you do? Do you do any in uh, on your current tour? Uh, yeah, we've been doing a, a Drake. Drake song. A Drake song? Yeah. Which song is it? Well, it's a Just Hold On, We're Going Home. Okay. And, and are you yeah. are you doing some, you're doing the singing, you're doing some rapping? Uh, no, there's no rapping in that song. That's, that's just a, that's just a good old song. Right. You're, are you, you're, you're a fan of the Drake. I like that tune. You like that song. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not super familiar with all those other tunes, but I like that one. Have you actually, uh, you know, have you guys crossed paths in your in your travels in music circles? No, nope. never, never, hmm. never met him. Never met the Drake. Okay, yeah, okay. never met Drake. Hmm. But, <laughs> that's interesting that you're uh, that you're playing one of his songs. So that's kind of cool. In terms of, yeah. it's getting a little ruckus in Winnipeg. What's going on there? Where are you? Are you in a house? I'm in a house. Yeah, the van showed up. We've got to drive to Saskatoon today, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. How are you finding uh, How are you finding the tour? Like, in terms of having an audience, what's it like to venture out of Broken Social Scene with your own music? I know you've done this a little bit before, but how are you finding uh, the experience? Uh, I'm enjoying it, you know. As they say, change is as good as a, as a rest. And, uh, yeah, I dig it. I dig the... Back to basics touring here. That's going on. Yeah, you're in a van. Uh, you're, you're driving around. Yeah, I'm in a van. We're driving around. I'm loading my luggage down a flight of stairs. I'm staying at friends' houses. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, yeah, it's a different thing. But, you know, we had a gig at the Park Theater in Winnipeg last night, and yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, people came Sunday night in, in Winnipeg. Grey Cup Sunday. Uh, yeah, you know, the shows have been good. The band's slowly finding its feet and, uh, yeah. You, you mentioned... We got a good, got a good little band here. Yeah, you mentioned that you got like, uh, whatever we discussed, you had a lot of people on the record. Who's actually in the touring band? Uh, 
Well, behind me is a guy named Greg Calderon. Got a guy named Graham Vincent Jones on the drums. You might know him from Yukon Blonde. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve Singh is in the band. Woman named Marnie Harold on some vocals and a bit of guitar, and that's that's it. Five piece. Okay, cool, nice. All right, that's good. So you're, I'm glad you're having fun because it can be. I know that some people, uh, when they're in a big thing and then they go back to basics, as you say, it can be it can be difficult. But you sound like you're enjoying it. I am enjoying it. That's oh, good. Yeah. So I I'm curious about what's next for you. Uh, I know that I mentioned in the intro that you're working you're working a little bit with David Cronenberg, right? Uh, I'm not working with him, but I'm working on a David Cronenberg-inspired project. In fact, I'm wrapped on it now, which is a thing called Body-Mind Change, which is the premise is David Cronenberg sells his intellectual property to a biotech firm. Hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of game-slash-movie. So it's actually yeah, it's, uh, it's it's Cronenberg's actual iconography, like it's all his films and everything. They're part. Uh, of- no, it's not. It's, it's a bit hard for me to explain, but no, it's not his films. It's just, it's very it's a very Cronenberg kind of thing. It's done through the Canadian Film Center. Okay. Um, but yeah, myself and oh, had Benchitrit worked on a bunch of music for it, and me and uh, another guy named Chris Martin worked on it, and then. Uh, you know, Ali Hughes and Edwin Huizinga worked on some stuff on it. So yeah, a little, had a nice little crew going on it. Okay. That's, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So it sounds like it's the kind of thing that it's hard to explain. People will experience it and that's the best way to immerse yourself in it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But it's cool. I like it. I like it. Are you doing a, a lot more of these film scores? I mentioned that you worked on the canyons. Uh, are you doing more of this stuff? Uh, whenever I, you know, whenever I get the call, sure. Okay. You know, it's not something you're actively but, pursuing. Uh, yeah, I'm actively pursuing it. And whenever I get the call. Okay. That's kind of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like I'm not, uh, you know, I go to Los Angeles, take some meetings and see what comes up. You know, you never know. Now you, the Canyons, uh, one of the most recent films you worked on that, that starred Lindsay Lohan. How was the experience of working on that film? Uh, it was a sort of crazy little operation. Um, they did that movie through Kickstarter. Uh, so yeah, it was sort of an interesting shoestring budget sort of film with, you know, an American iconic director, Paul Schrader, probably better known for writing Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know. I think we made some good music for the film. It's a interesting little film. You know what can I say? Uh, the film itself hasn't uh, garnered like the best uh, press, I guess. But uh, you, are you? No, it's just not going to. You know, a movie that's got like threesomes and foursomes, and, you know, a porn star in it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, the dude's not an amazing actor. <laughs> but whatever. You guys wanted to cast him, and you know, you got Brett Easton Ellis. It's like, yeah. What's whatever? So Brett it, Easton, I don't know what's Brett Easton Ellis done since American Psycho. I have no idea. It's a little controversial. You know, I haven't followed his it, career. A lot of the personnel is a little controversial. Did you did you interact at all with Lindsay Lohan? No, not even like a. Did you go to like a film premiere? Anything? No, nope. nothing. Huh? Well, geez, Louise, nope. that, that doesn't seem right. 
<laughs> there was a premiere in Los Angeles, but you know, Vish, I'm not, uh, I'm not hopping on a plane to go to a premiere <laughs> or a movie that, you know, whatever. The experience was all right. I'm happy with the music. That's what I'm going to say about that movie at the end of the day. So is there yeah. is the soundtrack going to be released, uh, per se? It's on iTunes. Oh, it is on iTunes. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to release a soundtrack to a movie that no one really liked that much. <laughs> no matter how good, no matter how stunning my music is, there's only so many people that are going to get mobilized to go buy a soundtrack. Right. When they didn't even go bother going to see the movie, which, you know... Who knows? Right. Okay. Of all the movies I've ever worked on, I would like to shed light on movies like Scott Pilgrim versus the World or Half Nelson or Trigger that's you know, or even Tracy Fragments, a couple of Bruce McDonald movies. Like there are just so many more movies I've worked on that are way better films. So Beyond beyond all that stuff, what's next for you in terms of your, your solo work? Uh, this record just came out, but do you have more plans? No, my only plan is just to get in the van and go get ourselves a cup of coffee at Parlor here in Winnipeg and then drive to Amigos in Saskatoon. Nothing beyond that. Nothing beyond that. You're nothing beyond that. You're not going to I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish this tour at the end of January and then I'm going to assess. Okay, you're not going to write the new record on the way to Amigos. Uh, well, if we're, if we're playing, we're playing new songs on the road. Okay. Yeah, like there there ain't oldies in the set. It's all it's all new stuff. Okay, cool. Whether it's on the album or you know some new songs that I just thought it'd be more fun to you know, learn new songs rather than learn old ones. Right. All yeah. right. Well, that's cool. I, I wish you the best of luck with everything and uh, and, and the oh, tour. Thanks, Mish. Yeah. We're picking up steam each city we go to. That's great. That's awesome. I want to let yeah. people know that uh, Brendan Canning's new album is "You Got to Chill." It's out now via his own Draper Street Records imprint and. He and his band are on tour, and, and you people in the prairies in Western Canada can see him between, uh, the. I guess it's up to the 29th, basically? Yeah, and then we're heading down south after that. Yeah, the west coast of the U.S. after that. That's 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 the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for more information, please visit brendancanning.com. Uh, Brendan, if we were going to go to a song from the record right now, which uh, song would you suggest? Oh, why don't we go to However Long. However long. Is there any particular reason that came to mind? Uh, that one's starting to sound real nice live. So okay. That's it. Let's hear how the studio version holds up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is, however long. Brendan, uh, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, you too, Vish. Thanks.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.